On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everybody, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast, and uh, this one's going to be a solo episode with yours truly. Um, so we just had Labor Day weekend pass for both the U.S. and Canada. So happy Labor Day to all of you who celebrated this past weekend. Um, I hope it was great. I wanted to, so I've had some moments of clarity or moments of, hmm, I don't even know how to describe it. Really just, I've come to some realizations over the last couple of days and here's, here's what they are. And this is going to be a super raw episode. Um, One of the things I pride myself on is full transparency and where I'm at in my journey at any moment, because I really do believe that's what's going to help you guys through the, through the journey that you're going through. There's no point in me um, like fluffing everything up so that you think, you know, there's something wrong with you if you're not experiencing um, the ups and downs like everybody else. Everybody experiences, experiences them. It's not, exclusive to people who are just starting the journey. Everyone, Tony Robbins feels ups and downs. His ups and downs are fewer than ours, but it is what it is. So if you've followed my podcast for the last year, you'll know that I started it um, in August of 2019. And I started it as a way to have the conversation around masculine and feminine energy. And when I started Cheesy Owner, the reason I started it was because truthfully I was single at the time and I couldn't understand. I started to think about dating. I was starting to think about what I wanted the next chapter of my life to be. I'd been single for about three years at that point. And I was struggling to figure out, you know, if I'm financially, I'm doing okay. You know, I look pretty good. I'm funny. I pride myself on my sense of humor above everything else. Um, So all of those things really, you know, they started to add up and I started to really like not understand, like, why can't I meet somebody that I feel a connection with? Or if I'm meeting people, it was just for physical people that I was meeting just wanted something physical for me. So I couldn't really, I was struggling. And I, so I started to like investigate and research and course, research is in your masculine 100%. But anyway, that's what I was doing. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what the problem was. And I came to realize that it was, I was definitely too deep into my masculine energy. And I had a very bird's eye view understanding of what that meant. And so that was my purpose was to look deeper into figuring that out and understanding that. And lo and behold, at the end of that little experiment, I was like, holy shit. I'm basically, I I make jokes about carrying around a proverbial penis in my hand because that's really how deep into my masculine I was. And for sure, I still am an alpha female, but I have a way more clear picture of how to balance those two energies. And and that's part of my purpose is in showing you women how to do the same. So midsummer, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Still don't really know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm understanding myself a lot more deeply and then comes November, I go to another Tony Robbins event with a bunch of friends of mine and I start to really understand 
this whole balance and how out of balance I am. And I started to notice that when I was with my friends at UPW or, or any one of the events, my crewmates, my crew family, I was definitely more in my feminine with them because I felt safe to be. And that's part of what we talk about when it comes to masculine feminine is that feeling of safety really puts you in your feminine. And so, you know, I carry on, I'm still learning, I'm still learning. I go to date with Destiny in December, which is one of Tony's, um, it's one of his favorite events and it's one of the best events I've ever been to. And I get a really visceral understanding of masculine feminine. I come back in December and I, I really come back with this idea that I'm going to divorce my husband, that, you know, this is the best thing for us and for the family and the going, you know, being separated and living apart, but really still being in each other's lives in this way was not, we just needed to get divorced. And so I come home with all this knowledge and all this information and I share it with him because I share everything with him and he is my best friend. And... He's like, you know, he's all of a sudden he's interested in working things out at that level. So I'm like, shit, all right. So in December, and I mean, I just want to say too that my intention wasn't to share all that information with him for him to say anything at all. I was just sharing because that's what I do when I come back from these events. And it was, I was caught a bit off guard when he was like, yeah, I can do that. And I was reading my relationship goals and he was like, yeah, I can do all that. I was like, oh, all right. I hadn't even considered that he would say that. So we get to January and we have a goal setting party at my house. And one thing leads to another and we decide we're going to both get back in the car and we're going to try this one more time. And when I say get back in the car, that's a Tony Sage thing I, I learned a while back where they are both in the car and neither is getting out. They're going to do whatever they need to to stay together and they've committed to that life with one another. And so that's what Ken and I that was our proclamation. And if I'm being honest, when I was saying those things, I meant them on the surface, but underneath my intuition knew otherwise. And here's the problem with that. We ignore that repeatedly because it doesn't fit with what we want or what our head wants. Not even the heart necessarily, but what our head wants. And so... In true Kara fashion, like a tornado, I ended up back in our marital house-ish. It's the house we've rented together for years. I ended up back here within, I think, 47 or 48 days fast. I left the house that I love. I was renting another place and I loved it. And I came back. Why did I come back? Why did I, when I knew deep inside, this still wasn't the right thing for me and it wasn't the right thing for him. Why did I come back? So this weekend I'm looking through pictures and I see my old house and I see the house before that, which I also really loved, but the landlord sold it. And I'm looking at these places and I'm thinking, I had it. I had it. I had what I wanted, except I didn't have the relationship. Don't mind the horn. And I had it, but I didn't have the relationship. And so that was my 
not looking at the whole thing and just looking at one part and feeling like I hadn't had the whole thing put together. And so in order for me to feel like I had the whole thing put together, what did I do? I went racing back to something that's fine and that's we're best friends. We have companies together, or a company together, but doesn't feel right to me in the way it's supposed to. Why did I go back? Even when I knew. So what I came up with is scarcity, and that's what I want to talk about. So what's happening with he and I right now? Well, bottom line is, you know, I've said I'm doing this work. I've done all this extra work on myself, this healing, as you know, I've done. And I came to this realization that I really just want to be um, roommates for, and, and that will look different to us than it would look to other people. He's been in my life since I was 21 or 23. Sorry. We have four kids together. And part of it is I've lived apart where we split custody 50, 50, and we definitely saw them all the time. We came to each other's houses all the time, but I don't really feel like if I'm being pragmatic and in this moment, I need to be pragmatic. I'm definitely not, it's not um, the right time for me to take off. I financially doesn't make sense. Um, I want to be in a position to purchase the next place I live and I'm not interested in um, renting anymore. So in, in that sense, it, it definitely makes sense for us to just kind of, I'm not going to do the typical me move and, you know, rush zero to 60. So for now, we've decided let's be roommates or I've decided that and he's obliging. What else can he do? And originally I was thinking, well, we'll be friends with benefits. Why not? We know each other that way blah, blah, blah. And as I continue the last few weeks to think about my healing and to think about this feeling of safety that I got from this healing that I discovered, I'm not interested in that. And I had to say something about that. And I did. And it was received fine. You know, Ken is an incredible human. He's very open. He's very um, loving. He's just not, you know, he'll get pissy and he'll get, you know, kind of jilted at first, but overall, he's a, he's chill. Like he's not the type of guy that's going to like flip out or whatever. He's just like, okay, well I need to process. And I'm like, okay, cool. So now it's, now it's fully roommates, no intimacy, anything like that. But back to my scarcity thing, why did I do all of this? When I'm sitting here looking back and I'm thinking every time I had this inclination, I squashed it. Every time I heard that little voice in me like, Kara, this still isn't right, I squashed it. Because it's always, he and I always look good on paper. This relationship always looks good on paper. We have very similar values. We're both into Tony Robbins. We're both very similar type of parenting values. We're both entrepreneurs, blah, 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 natural health. Like we're into it. So I get, I guess I get stuck in this scarcity mindset, which is I can't do things on my own. So even as independent as I think I am, I still rely on the safety of that relationship to make me think I'm whole or to make me think, okay, now I can do it because we're side by side again. Scarcity in the way that money, right? So for three years, we each paid our own way and we had our own house and we had our own things and our vehicles and our 
lifestyles. But for some reason, when the idea of bringing those together, again, that there was a feeling of a bit of relief where I didn't, where I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to spend money on rent. We'll have one rent now. So scarcity. So I still, even though I, I focus on abundance and I focus on, there's still that little monster in my head that, that's screaming scarcity. Um, there's a feeling of comfort. I don't have parents. I'm estranged from my brother. Ken's my family. And so there's scarcity and in, in love, perhaps. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stuck in scarcity of love and that there's not enough around me in that way that I feel loved because I often feel like the leader in my pack. And so maybe, maybe there's part of that. But the, the bottom line is that, you know, I, I got angry and I'm still angry. I'm still angry at myself because I feel like I took a whole bunch of steps backward, backwards. And I did in some ways, but then, then the goddess in me, the feminine in me, the divine energy in me will stop and say, okay, well, what's, what are some positive things that have happened from coming back here and coming back to this relationship and back to this house over the last six months? Um, and I reached out to one of my daughters and had her, you know, um, kind of walk me through it. She's, she's also a coach. And so, I mean, her and I, she knows me obviously like the back of her hand, um, vice versa. So she lovingly reminded me of the things that I can look at to be grateful for. And there's tons like, I wouldn't have spent COVID with the family in this way. If we had two places, it would have been a giant waste of money because I would have wanted to stay together. So there's that. Um, she's the owner. The entire brand was built over the last six months. The coaching, the courses, the slumber party, the subscription boxes, the goddess boxes, all of that was born in the last six months. And that may not have happened had I not been in this house with him and with my family. Um, and that's a big thing. I wouldn't have healed the way that I have. I wouldn't have come to realize that I actually do want to be alone and not attached in any type of way to a, another adult. Um, so there's lots, there's a lot of positive things that have come out of it, but I think it's still that because I'm antsy in the environment, and that's part of the, the big problem here is that the house that we're in, I really don't love it. I, I've made it beautiful in my opinion. And I've definitely, um, done some things to it that make it way more tolerable for me, but I really prefer the places I lived in before. I prefer very minimalistic type of living. I don't have a lot of things. So, um, the four of us crammed in here together with my husband being like the way he is, he's not as concerned about clutter free as I am. So, that was sort of the start of the problem was me realizing I really don't want to live here in this house anymore. And then I started thinking, well, you were in a house you liked. What the fuck did you do? What did you do? And then all of a sudden here we are me realizing all these things, but yeah, definitely there were some gifts in it and I'm very proud of the gifts that we've had. We've had six straight months of Amelia, which is incredible. She's our 11 year old. Like we'd never been able to do that before. So there's obviously lots of great things, but overall I'm looking at it and I'm just kind of like, fuck lady, you were three feet from gold. 
as my coach and Tony like to say, three feet from gold. And I went racing back and that I'm still sitting with that. I'm still frustrated by that. I'm still irritated and angry by that. And yes, I can look at the gratitude and before everybody jumps all over me about that. I mean, I'm the queen of looking at things with a grateful eye, but this one I have to sit with this one. I need to let this one percolate. I need to feel the wound of this one because I fuck if I'm ever going to do it again. And not nothing disrespectful against my husband. It's not about that. But if fuck, if I'm going to do this scared little mouse bullshit routine, the next time what I want is in front of me. Cause it was, it totally was, it was right in front of me. And I was like, Nope. And I clouded it and I disguised it with all this fancy bullshit and all this taking responsibility for the whole relationship and all this stuff. And, and the thing is like, here's the really, really, really interesting part. I have always said, well, if Ken would just do this and if I would just do this and then, you know, if we like, if he goes to UPW and I do date with destiny and then I, and then blah, 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 all the, if he gets a coach or I get a coach, well, we've both done it all. And here we are. I'm still here, still not fitting into this marriage. So there's the other gift, right? Now I know walking away from whatever I walk away from in this, in this version of he and I, I have absolutely zero question marks. I know for sure. It's nothing to do with him. He's incredible. Any woman would be fucking lucky to have somebody like him. But that doesn't mean that I'm that woman. And it doesn't mean I'm the right one for him either. And coming to that realization, you know, people say three times the charm. This is this would be the third time. And coming to the realization that there's nothing he could do and there's nothing I could do to make this feel balanced for me is beautiful. Sad, but also really liberating. Because now I have zero expectations. And, and that feels good. That's new for me. But scarcity is really the backbone, I think, of a lot of the decisions even I have made. And that's where I'm living. That's where I'm going to work through. That's where I need to figure out how to even push harder or push, maybe not harder, maybe more gently, but I definitely need to live in that zone and really sit with it. I, I know things are shifting because I, I just, just by the results I'm getting in my life, they're shifting. But that was a big like, holy moly, did you actually take those 200 steps backwards? You sure did. And, and that's okay. And I will move forward from that. But it's the underlying, the backbone, the pinning of it all is scarcity still. So I would love to hear um, your thoughts on that. And, you know, you could comment, um, come to the Facebook page, the She's the Owner Facebook page, if you're not already a member there. But, or send me an email at Kara at She's the Owner.com. I would love to know, like, scarcity isn't just about money. It's about other areas. And I think, you know, for me, I feel like I can work through this pretty quickly because of all the tools that I have. So for me, it's not going to be, it was just, a, this is the last few days has really just been an acknowledgement, right? Like, oh my gosh, holy shit. I can't believe I did this again. 
So now, because it's, you know, we're only six months into the rebirth of our back togetherness, it's not that big a deal. Imagine if it was six years or 10 years from now. And I was like, oh my God, like that sucks. That would suck. And he and I are very much on the same page in terms of not wasting each other's time. Like 2020 was the year we were going to make decisions, whether we're going to continue, stop, build our businesses, doing all these things, not wasting any more fucking time. And so we're just not like he and I are, you know, very clearly on the same page in that area. But think about So what I'd love to know is think about areas of your life where scarcity has come up, like not just with money, but with your time, with your love, whatever. Um, And let me know and let me know some of the ways that you're, that you've experienced it. I'd love to hear from you. Um, The, yeah, so that, that's it. I mean, it's a bit of a somber episode, but one that's really important, that one that was on my heart to talk about. And one that I think is really important for you to hear is that even the coaches, even the people that seemingly, you know, we seem five or 10 or 15 or 20 steps ahead of you, we're all in the same fucking place, man. Like we're just, you know, there's just different things happening at different times. But I think the awareness is the part that is important. I'm aware of what I've done. I'm aware of how I positioned myself. I'm aware of not listening to my intuition, I'm aware of it all. And so that gives me, I'm not going to sit here and blame him or blame this thing or blame COVID or blame any of that shit. This was all me. And so I'm the one who I have to go and dig it back up, right? Continue digging to get back to that three feet from gold and fucking power through this time and not be scared. I don't know what that even looks like. You know, ultimately, he and I want to raise our, our kids together, our, our, our biologically ours. Um, oldest is, you know, on her way out of the house in the not too distant future. So it'll just be Amelia and he and I. But as long as that works for us, we're going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, notice where your scarcity is. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>